from the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios high atop two Turtle Creek Tower. This is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everyone. This is Ryan Trimble, joined today by the great Sean Williams. Sean, today. Ryan, what's happening, man? Man, just another great day here in the heart of downtown Dallas, Texas. Another great day at Allen Media. Another busy day at Allen Media, which is why our guest today is so important. Because when we get caught up in the hustle and bustle of life, when we're coming and going, meeting back to back to back to back, it is good to calm down, settle down, and bring a little mindfulness to the situation. That's right. Very excited to have Dorsey Standish, the Chief Mindfulness Officer from Mastermind Meditation Studios today. Uh, Dorsey's going to come in, tell us what the heck meditation is, how to practice it, and uh, I think we're going to try to see if she'll uh, do a little meditation for us, Sean. Yeah, that, that is the part that I'm really excited about. One of our owners, Mary Woodleaf, really has been influenced by mindfulness over the last few years, and she's introduced us as a company here at Allen Media to mindfulness. And so over the last year, we've had an opportunity to practice mindfulness. And I'd say it's, it's been like an extra benefit. It's been like a health benefit almost, like a mental health benefit, because we've had access to mindfulness and some of the best mindfulness teachers and practitioners in the city of Dallas who have um, led meditations here on site, off site that we've had a chance to participate in. Yeah, and it's really cool. I mean, a lot of people probably wouldn't think of Dallas as necessarily a uh, hub of mindfulness, but there seems to be a growing community here, and uh, especially within the corporate ranks, a lot of uh, corporations that are that are longtime corporations here in Dallas that have their headquarters here in Dallas, and and folks moving here from uh, from different parts of the country. Um, seem to be jumping on the mindfulness train. And I'll tell you what, it's a good idea, Sean, because I have learned through practicing with uh, Dorsey and the folks at Mastermind that one of the great things that helps me is starting my day with five minutes of you know, thoughtful meditation each day, and it helps me be uh, more productive and more thoughtful during my day. I'm in the same boat like a good morning when I can tell when I'm on point and in the place where I need to be, I'll wake up and I'll do maybe five, maybe 10 minutes in the morning of meditation, write in my journal, you know, and, and that also made me think about, I wanted to tell you about a film that I was watching. I know we don't talk about films like we used to. But you're a film guy. Yeah, and when it's, when it's part of what we're talking about, I try to shoehorn it in. But I was watching The Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling, and I have to admit, I wasn't a huge Gary Shandling fan. I didn't watch his show that much. I remember when he first started popping up on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, but his show on Showtime, The Larry Sanders Show, and It's Gary Shandling Show, I didn't watch those shows on Showtime and HBO. But I didn't realize that he is a practitioner or was a practitioner of mindfulness. He was a big journaler. And so that was something I could relate to. But I think, you know, in everyday life, there are people that we work with, there are people that we go to school with who are practicing mindfulness. And if I can, you know, speak religiously here for a second, you know, the Bible talks a lot about meditating. And so, you know, we, we 
associate meditation so much with Eastern religions, but even those who you know are Christian-based religions uh, and faiths, meditation is always something that's part of our faith, but we tend to associate it with other people. That's right, and and it, I think you know one of the negative things is it's gotten a bit of a b- bad rap for being you know this is this is weird. This is you know is this a weird Buddhism Zen? You know do do I have to be a monk to practice this? No, no, you don't. Everybody can do this and everybody should be doing this and because it'll help you live a better life. It'll help you get into the zone, Sean. It will. Like, I remember being in the zone back in the Mount Zion versus K-104 basketball game. But I will tell you that story <laughs> off air. But we, are again, are very fortunate to have Dorsey Standish here with us today. And so we're going to take a quick break, uh, hear from uh, our sponsor, and we are going to get back to our talk with Dorsey Standish on Deconstructing Dallas. This is Deconstructing Dallas. We'll be right back after the break. Last week, we talked about a viral mixtape that Wendy's had dropped as an example of marketing. And you never know what will go viral when it comes to social media. And one of our clients was involved in a viral video this week, and it related to Walmart. That's right, Sean. Mason Ramsey, the bow tie and boot wearing young man that was uh, singing in the light bulb aisle of a Walmart. He was yodeling and man. I've never heard such great yodeling. saw this on I think Instagram first and if you read the comments that are behind these videos it's crazy because everybody's like man I'm not a country music fan but I cannot stop listening to this kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it's outstanding stuff so thank you Mason for choosing to yodel in one of our great Walmart stores and right now you all can enjoy even more Walmart greatness with the promo code WOWFRESH WOWFRESH W-O-W F-R-E-S-H. That code will get you $10 off your first order of online grocery pickup now at all of our participating uh, Walmart stores that have online grocery pickup available. Again, the code is WOWFRESH. It'll make you say, wow, fresh. So try it today, online grocery pickup at Walmart, and it'll make you yodel all the way home. We are back. This is Sean Williams 
Deconstructing Dallas. And we wanted to jump right into our conversation with our guest this week to talk mindfulness with Chief Mindfulness Officer of Mastermind. And our guest is Dorsey Standish. Dorsey, thanks for visiting with us today. Thanks for having me, Sean and Ryan. Dorsey, this is really an exciting concept. Um, Can you dumb it down to Neanderthal male Ryan Trimble level and explain to me just what mindfulness is? Yeah. So mindfulness is paying attention to the present moment on purpose and without judgment. And in today's world, we live with a ton of distractions all the time. And more often than not, we're thinking about the past or we're thinking ahead to the future. And mindfulness affirms that there is a peace that can be found, a peace and a focus that can be found in this present moment. And by training our brains to be here, to be more present, we're able to more fully engage in our personal lives, our work lives, and live a happier, more fulfilled life. You know, you speak so clearly about mindfulness as you see it and as you talk about it. And I remember the first time, and we can talk about the Mastermind Studio where we have a chance to practice mindfulness here in the office, but it just seems like you were kind of made for this. I mean, it seems like being the chief mindfulness officer would come second nature, but I've found that you, this hasn't always been your life. So how did you find mindfulness? How did you begin to practice? And even what what were you doing before you started here with Mastermind? Thanks, Sean. Yeah, um, it's such an honor to be teaching what I love, to be teaching my passion for mindfulness. Um, but like you said, I did not come in. I haven't been, you know, a little Zen baby. I haven't been um, spent time up on a mountaintop meditating in lotus position. Seems for like years. you were born to the Zen. Maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> not. Okay. I am actually a Type A uh, mechanical engineer. So my background is in science. And what's so cool about teaching mindfulness is that we base all of our teachings on brain health. So my two passions are really wellness and science. And I get to bring a combination of them to the students of Mastermind. Um, I really got into mindfulness through the practice of yoga. You can think of yoga as like a moving meditation, a moving mindfulness. And after seven years of yoga, I was finally chill enough to sit still and practice a few minutes of meditation. And, you know, I got started just like anyone. I started out with one or two minute meditations in the morning before work. I read some books about it and... I really, I started teaching free yoga classes and free mindfulness classes at Texas Instruments where I worked. And there was something so rewarding about bringing these practices of really common sense to working people who needed it so much. You know, even the definition of mindfulness, paying attention to the present moment on purpose without judgment, it seems so simple, but we don't do it. (laughs) You know, it's really hard to actually put into practice. So I'm excited to bring to you later this episode um, an example of a two-minute meditation that you could do um, and an acronym to help you remember to come back to the present moment when you feel that you're overwhelmed or stressed. Well, I need that for sure. That's great. That's exciting. I'll look forward to that. Um, you had mentioned your background in, you know, as a mechanical engineer, and um, <clears throat> we've got a lot of companies, Fortune 500 companies here in the DFW metro area, and more moving here. Seems like seems like every month there's somebody new coming here. So, are are you seeing any trends in mindfulness as as it uh, pertains to the corporate world? Are are people practicing mindfulness? Are companies offering that to their uh, to their employees? What are you seeing out there? 
Yeah, that's a great question, Ryan. We definitely are seeing a lot of corporations come into Dallas, and I don't think a lot of people would think, oh, Dallas has a great mindfulness scene. Um, but, you know, Mastermind is bringing brain health, bringing mindfulness to Dallas, and we're getting more and more corporate inquiries. Um, people are wanting, I talked to a company last week who has massages on site for their employees, and they're like, you know, we really want to add in meditation to have that full wellness component. And so this idea of brain health is new, but companies are getting excited about the idea that they can help their employees not just be physically well, but also mentally. And we, have, we collaborate with centers like uh, the Center for Brain Health from UT Dallas and um, their Brain Performance Institute to merge kind of that scientific brain health um, with the experiential practice of mindfulness. Uh, yeah, I mean, because... In today's business world, it's it feels like it's get more done. Of course, not here just at Alamedia, but, you know, in general, <laughs> it's get more done. How can you multitask? How many things can you get done? Can you be on your computer while you're on vacation at night? Maximize it, your time. You know, yeah. It doesn't seem like today's business world is built for mindfulness. And so what are these companies like Google and Intel and Target what are what what is making them change directions? Because from the things that I've read, you know, multitasking is not being focused. You're not as able to get your task done when you are trying to multitask. However, you know, we seem to to really value people um, in the business world who can at least seem to do those things. Yeah, the myth of multitasking. And I think we're at this crucial juncture. You guys talk about what we typically see in corporations, how people want to get a lot out of their employees. And that is about to be challenged, kind of that way of thinking. People like, you know, Google have started to conduct research on their employees. So an interesting example was Google looked at um, the seven most common traits of their highest performers at work, and all of those traits were soft skills. So these big companies like Google and Apple that are starting to incorporate mindfulness and emotional intelligence training into their, um, their employee offerings are seeing it as an asset to them as a company because you know you can place if you place emphasis on multitasking on getting things done you might get more out of that employee that day right but are they going to be committed to you in the long term are you um, invested in their you know social emotional well-being and um, companies like Google and Apple are finding that these mindfulness and emotional intelligence trainings allow their employees to um, have like a better rounded um, work life experience and be more creative. And, you know, I I really, the word productive, the word efficient, Mm -hmm. it's almost like we want to create more widgets. But what do we really want to create? I like the word effective. Like, it's not so much about how many things you can produce, it's can you produce the right things. Sometimes when you take five minutes in the morning to like just be still and silent, then you go into the day with a sense of purpose, a sense of wanting to create the right things instead of just responding to whatever comes up in front of you. Yeah, looking back, and and I had a chance to read the article you referenced, and it's interesting to me, the word that came to my mind or the words that came to my mind was, the people that are the best workers are the ones that are the best problem solvers. And maybe maybe that's more of an educational term, but it seems to me like the education realm could definitely benefit from mindfulness as well, teaching our kiddos, you know, at the start of the day how to be 
mindful and how to, you know, be good uh, co-students and good stewards of their school. What do you think about that? Yeah, Ryan, I love that you brought it back both to problem solving and to education. Um, Mastermind is, you know, had the honor of working with um, a lot of Dallas teachers or emerging teachers and giving the teachers, the educators, the social and emotional well-being skills they need to be in a classroom environment and be able to take care of themselves while giving to others. You know, we're giving the students almost like secondhand mindfulness teachings, but we're really helping the teachers themselves um, care for themselves and prevent the burnout that we so often see um, in the education system. And I want to bring it back again to what you said about problem solving, um, you know, you can think of, and I'm an engineer, so I always think, you know, problem solving, but in our lives, a lot of times we can think of like a repetitive thought loop or a difficult emotion as a problem that comes up. Like we all have challenges in our lives and mindfulness gives us more tools to solve the same problems. So rather than be kind of on autopilot um, to have a whole kind of behavioral pattern in place, with mindfulness, you have the opportunity, say you go back to those teachers who are working with kids and you feel a student kind of trigger you, kind of get upset and violent. And mindfulness gives you the space, gives you the pause to check in with what you're feeling in your body, in your breath, and get that little bit of extra space to then reapproach the problem from a grounded, mindful perspective, rather than being stuck in our habitual reactions, if that makes sense. You know, Dorsey, we talked about in one of our recent meditation sessions, we talked about flow and, you know, the idea of of flow and focus and flow. And when I read it about it in Wisdom 2.0, the book Wisdom 2.0 is in the context a lot of times of the zone. A lot of people think about in basketball when a player is in the zone and can't miss or really wired in in baseball and with three or four home runs in a game. But even in our work, we can get in flow. So can you talk about how mindfulness relates to flow and how we can, you know, how we can utilize that in our everyday life. Yeah, I love that, Sean. Um, so when we talk about flow state or peak state, um, it's almost this mythical place where you're creative, your thoughts are flowing, you're working on a task or a project, and it's like you lose all sense of time. And a lot of creatives will um, talk about doing their best work when they're in the flow or in the flow state. And so when we practice mindfulness, um, we're cultivating that single pointed focus on the breath or the body um, in this present moment. And that trains our brains um, to focus in on just one thing, which is how we get into the flow state. What's happening from a, a brain perspective is the brain waves are slowing down a little bit to the alpha wave range, which is enhanced creativity and kind of a detached sense of peacefulness and calm. Um, and the level of brain waves facilitates, Sean, kind of like you're talking about, the flow state for um, a lot of different creative tasks. This is Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Very exciting to have Dorsey Standish with us. We're going to take a quick break, and I think when we come back, maybe Dorsey can lead us all through a short meditation. So stay tuned. Uh, We'll see you right after the break. Thanks for coming on.
Welcome back. This is Deconstructing Dallas. I am Sean Williams with Ryan Trimble. We have Dorsey Standish here with us today, and she is the Chief Mindfulness Officer of Mastermind, and she is sharing some wisdom with us today about mindfulness. Dorsey, I've had the pleasure of being being in a meditation class with you, and it's really a treat. So I was so excited when you agreed to uh, do a brief segment, a brief meditation segment for our listeners. So I'm going to just turn it over to you and get in position here. Great. Yeah, we all need it. So let's go ahead and drop into about two minutes of stillness. If you want to find a comfortable seat feeling both of your feet grounded on the floor. If it's comfortable for you, you can close the eyes down. See if you can relax the jaw, soften the muscles of the face. Maybe even roll the shoulders up, back and down, broadening across the chest. And feeling all the places that your body is supported by the chair and the floor. Noticing the body breathe. Maybe you feel cool air moving into the nostrils the chest, the torso expanding on the inhale, and that expansion dissolving on the exhale as warm air flows out the nose. Continue to take deep breaths in and out through the nose. See if you can relax the muscles of your belly so that you're breathing into your abdomen. Most of us are used to breathing shallowly into and out of the chest. But when we breathe into the belly, we're physically stimulating the vagus nerve, which calms the central nervous system and allows us to rest and digest. Take three more deep belly breaths. And we'll close practice by bringing a small smile to the face even if it's forced. Shaping our face with a smile begins to release endorphins into our body. Thank yourself for these few moments of stillness as you wiggle the fingers and the toes and take any stretches that you need to come back into the space.
Well, for those of you who may not meditate often, we have an opportunity to do the, do this here at Allen Media once a week because we have instituted a 30-minute period at the beginning of our work week in which we have an opportunity to practice mindfulness with Dorsey. And then I was also talking about before or during the break how I can tell when I'm a little bit off-center when it's been a while. I know I try to practice at home on my own, um, and I have not done so in a couple of days. So this is kind of a good reminder of how at at ease, how peaceful, how mindful you can be once you just take even a few minutes of practice, which we did here in the office and in the studio along with you. Yeah, something I've taken away from uh, the classes at Mastermind is uh, just starting my day uh, five minutes every day, sitting still, being quiet, and thinking and writing down, uh, you know, my thoughts and my plan for the day, and then it helps me execute. Um, so, you know, normal people do this too. It's not like Sean was saying, you know, we don't, you don't need to sit in the lotus position and, you know, t- turn off, light up some incense and do anything crazy like that. It really is um, about being present and uh, being productive. I love what you guys are saying, um, and just a, a reminder that you know some when we meditate sometimes it's like bliss we're just so calm and we're able to be peaceful other days it can be more challenging and that practice of coming back to the present moment whether it's while you're washing the dishes and you come back to the feeling of the water on your hands or in practice when you come back to the feeling of the breath and the body we're training our brain every time we come back so when we notice that we've wandered that's actually a success that's why we're in practice um and we can always take a deep breath and start again with a focus on the present moment. It's such an honor. I mean, I can't even tell you just those two minutes of mindfulness. I feel like so peaceful and calm. And I just have to share a moment of gratitude that this is my job, that I can bring this to people and to myself. I mean, gosh, um, I even heard Ryan's stomach start to rumble. because. <laughs> so I was telling you guys about the vagus nerve, right? So when we breathe into our belly, we finally get to rest and digest. It downregulates our central nervous system. And so a lot of people will have their stomach start rumbling or other signs of kind of digestion and settling down just because we're taking a few deep breaths. That's different from the vagus nerve that I, I used was, to know. Yeah, I was thinking about a different vagus nerve that we've discussed off air before, and so it's good to know that there's a different off air. Yeah, a different vagus nerve yeah. to talk about. You know, I, I wonder even thinking about our listeners and how they might have listen to this particular meditation segment, whether or not people would even think, oh, you know what, I'm going to forward it to the end to hear what they talk about. If people could even take this couple of minutes, because again, based on how we live, it's hard to just sit, be focused, be quiet. And I've learned even through some of the readings, it's just hard to even be quiet. Sometimes we want to have the TV on while we walk around the house or when we go running, we have to have earbuds in and we're not able to just partake in silence, partake in quiet quiet or even listen to the sounds that are going on naturally around us. Yeah, so true. Even the 
even a moment of um, silence and stillness can be a victory. So can I go ahead and share the takeaway for the listeners? Um, So like Sean said, you might not have two minutes or 10 minutes to sit and get quiet and practice the art of focus and engagement. Um, So a tool that we actually use a lot with educators in the classroom that I was talking about before the break is called the STOP tool. Um, It's an acronym, so S is STOP. T is take a deep breath or maybe three deep breaths into the belly. O is mindfulness practice. Observe your thoughts, your feelings, and sensations in the body. And then P is proceed in a way that supports you in that moment. So it could take, you know, 10 seconds, 30 seconds. Stop what you're doing. Take some breaths. Observe what's going on. And then make a decision to proceed in a way that's more mindful than what you might do on autopilot. Very cool. And if uh, any of our listeners wanted to find you to learn more, where could they find you online? Yeah, mastermindmeditate.com. If you go to our programs tab, we have some collaborations at Spanish House Elementary and also Brain Performance Institute coming up. You can check out some beginner-friendly workshops. Dorsey, we want to thank you for spending this time with us. Thank you for all that you do and helping us to understand mindfulness and to be centered and focused. And hopefully we can get you on again, maybe even do a longer meditation set. And uh, we look forward to learning more uh, as you continue your practice and your business. Love that. Thank you so much, Sean. Thank you, Ryan. Deconstructing Dallas. We'll be back after this. Deconstructing Dallas, Sean Williams, Ryan Tremble, and Ryan, aren't you even more ready for your day after that? Aren't you ready to close this day out in the most positive way based on our interaction and time with Dorsey Standish? Dorsey's great, and we are really uh, fortunate to be able to enjoy some uh, some meditation classes with her. Again, uh, we hope you all will look her up. She is really, really a neat lady, and uh, uh, hope you'll try practicing meditation. Yeah, it's, it's again, it's for everyone. It's not something that you have to be ashamed of, or you have to. I mean, this is something that will help you in your day. And Ryan and I can firsthand uh, attest to the fact that it has benefited our lives, and we just wanted to share with you. Going to benefit your family life, going to benefit your work life, going to benefit your brain health. So, come on, everybody, give it a whirl. Get involved. This has been deconstructing Dallas. Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble. We want to thank Mary Woodleaf. We want to thank Jennifer Pascal of. Allen Media, and thanks to Dorsey Standish from Mastermind for coming by and spending a little bit of time. Make sure you find us on iTunes, on SoundCloud, share this with your social media contacts, share this with your friends, share with your family. Again, Deconstructing Dallas, we will check you out next week. Adios. Adios.